Welcome to the show. You're listening to the Hope Radio Podcast. My name is Sean Davis. I happen to be your humble host and joining me, as always, in life, my partner, my partner in crime, her name is. <laughs> <laughs> what happens if I don't show up? Um, I do it by myself. Oh, that'd be sad. It would be sad. But I'm here. Yeah, I, what is your name? I'm just Jen. You are just Jen. We keep it simple here. And guess what? What? Guess what? What? We have something special going on today. Do we? We do. Well, I have no clue. You don't have any clue at all? Is that our new theme music? <laughs> no. Is that our pump-up jam? That was a mistake. Oh. <laughs> I made a I made a goof. But guess what today is? Um I'm getting ready. I'm Wednesday. I'm, I'm trying to play with my fun tools here. Guess what today is? Wednesday. Today is show number 11. Oh. <laughs> Why is it funny? That was the wrong button too. <laughs> Maybe I was supposed to hit this one. Let's try this one. Ooh. No. <laughs> what is wrong with you today? I don't know. That was not the button I was supposed to hit. Let's try this one. Where's my mommy? That's definitely no. not the right one. What's happening? What's wrong with you? I don't know. I must be going Corona crazy. You got the Corona crazy. No, today is uh, show number 11. So yes. we're double digits. And that's my lucky number. It is. So this is going to be a phenomenal show because it's number 11. It's number one twice. That is right. That's what I tell my kids. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. I try to, every sport they play. I'm like, you have to be 11. And they're always like, why? And I always say, because you're number one twice. This so, is so true. I know. One of them picked number 12, though. Can it become my new favorite number two? No. Why? Because I like to be the one that likes 11. Why can't I like it too? Well, I guess you could like it, but... Well, what if other people like it? I don't care if other people like it. You just don't want me to. <laughs> it's my <laughs> number, okay? She is very territorial like that. With my number. <laughs> Especially with your number, with your food, with oh, yeah. anything white... Food, you, yes. Yeah, you don't, you do don't share, share milk food. or ice cream or... Well, I don't share food at all. So, okay, let's why, go back why, there. Why are you like that? Because I'm usually... So, for people who watch their calorie intake and pay attention to macros, you'll know... What are know, macros? They're like, you know, fat, carbs, calories, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, <laughs> we'll do another show on that. But okay. anyway, so for people who keep track of that, if I am taking in one cup of blueberries, which I currently am doing right now, um, I've, you're talking right now. Well, I'm holding five blueberries in my hands. Don't squish them. It'll make when I don't talk, I'm going to throw them in five at a time. Okay. So anyways, what was I even talking about? <laughs> You, me? you being protective over your food. You don't share food. Oh, yeah. So when you're, I'm totally ADD. So when you are counting your macros, it's very important that I am taking in my one cup of blueberries and I'm not sharing because. Because then you get, sh you get shortchanged. I do. And, and so you, you do not want to be shortchanged any food. You don't count your macros. So you could have 50 cups of blueberries and that's totally cool. But for somebody who counts, you get very like. Crazy. Um, well, you you count and you're a foodie. Yes. Yes. True. And as far as like white foods go, 
I will not share milk. I don't drink milk, but like ice cream or anything like that. Cause I don't like seeing the remnants on the spoon. Yeah. On the spoon or down the side of a glass. I, that just grosses me out. So, um, yeah, I just, just don't share food. Well, maybe we should, uh, maybe we should get a getting Mm -hmm. onto the subject at hand. Okay. This is Hope Radio Podcast Stories, interviews and profiles of courage, triumph, and perseverance. And so what I thought we would do today, yeah, just you and me, yeah, is talk about adversity, okay? Mm-hmm. Some of the things that you can do while going through challenges. Okay. And then some of the benefits that you receive from going through those challenges. Oh, okay. So like, what can you do when you're in the midst of it, but then look forward to the benefits of it when it's done? Because like, there's a lot of opportunity in the midst of trial and challenge and adversity. That kind of like like what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Yeah. See? Somebody was smart when they said that. I, I, I did. (laughs) I made it up. (laughs) I created the phrase. Did you create that phrase? Oh wait, isn't that Kelly Clarkson? Didn't she create it? Uh, maybe. That song. Or strong, Stronger. <laughs> oh, good Lord. Help me now. Yeah, don't don't let me sing. Sean, Sean wishes he sing. was a singer. I do. You know, like I, I, know. I look at these people on American Idol and The Voice and stuff like that and like to stand up there and in, in the lights and with the <laughs> audience and with the band. I mean, it's like, it's like your moment. Yeah. It's your moment, but you're giving a gift to somebody else. I, on the other hand, would be mortified, and that would be my biggest nightmare. Yeah, you... Uh, you I wouldn't like that you one didn't bit. Do, you didn't do good in public speaking. Nope. That is the one class where you couldn't uh, use my notes, <laughs> my reports, my homework right. to get a better grade. Right. So for those of you that don't know, we've been together for a long time. Yeah. We've been married for going on... 26 years. 26. Dang. I know. So married uh, for 26 years, dated for five years before that. So 31 years. Mm-hmm. We started dating when we were two. Yeah. <laughs> How old does that make us? 33. Oh. Oh, I like that number two. Three, three. Three, three. I yeah. like that number. Squirrels. Uh, squirrels. <laughs> this is what happens when we don't have an interview guest. Yeah. Your personality shines through like a bright light, <laughs> like a diamond. <laughs> I'll just stop talking now. No, we love it when you talk. All right. So um, the reason I wanted to do a show about adversity um, and what you can do when you're going through it and then some of the positive benefits of coming out of it is uh, like I do think that we're in the midst of that. I do think a lot of people are in a challenging mm-hmm situation right now and um sometimes that can create a lot of anxiety Mm -hmm. uh, especially about money right you know when i was a financial advisor you know the number one thing that they teach you about is that you know like the worst thing that can happen to you financially is going through a divorce because everything's cut in half right right and Mm -hmm. so they talked about divorce statistics and you know like as a financial advisor we had to be a pseudo counselor anyway to people but the biggest reason people got divorced was fighting over money. Mm-hmm. And so I think that there's people right now feeling um, obviously the pinch of the current circumstance. Um, maybe they've lost hours. Maybe they lost a job. Maybe they're not 
working at all. Yeah, and the bills are still coming in. Yeah, that's unfortunate mm-hmm. that that's the case, but that is yeah. the way the world works. So yeah, you're still getting bills. So what do you do? What do you do when you're feeling like you're in the midst of a trial, challenge, adversity? Number one thing you can do is you got to stay mentally strong, mm-hmm. mentally clear. But I think finding your sense of humor, I think that's one of the things that you do for mm-hmm. me, quite yeah. honestly. Yeah. Is, I'm funny, right? You are. <laughs> Say something funny. I can't just do it like that. You can't? No. Tell me a joke. No, I don't have jokes. Tell me Madden's I'm joke. I'm just funny. Tell Madden's joke about the tomato. I don't even remember it. Something about ketchup. <laughs> <laughs> This is true. But um, they say laughter is the best medicine. It's your body's way of coping with stress. Uh, release tension. Resetting your brain to be more positive. A good chuckle mm-hmm. will release endorphins and dopamine. Nature's feel-good chemicals. Yeah. You knew that already. I did know that. You're smart like that. Yeah, and I like laughing. I, I laugh probably 80% of the day. Well, I, you know, I think for some people, it might seem unthinkable to find anything funny mm-hmm. when you're struggling from one of life's bigger blows, especially, yeah. you know, like I'm not talking about somebody that's in a situation where they've got a loved one right now that's in the hospital with COVID infection right, and, right. you know, like there's a chance that somebody could not make it. I'm not, it's going to be very difficult to find humor there. But I'm, I'm talking about, you know, if if that's not your circumstance, if you're at home, if mm-hmm. you're part of the stay-at-home order, if you're not accustomed to that, you got the kids. I mean, there's a lot of things that can mount. But finding your sense of humor, it's so important. It, it's just sometimes stepping back and seeing the humor of situations can help lighten your mood. Like, for example, when I need that, when I need a good laugh, like mm-hmm. I don't, we don't really watch comedies. No. You know, but like I'll watch a funny video on YouTube or some of the memes that have come out. People are so hilarious. <laughs> Yeah. Some of the things that they say. There's one person I follow on Facebook. I won't say because he's a friend of mine on Facebook. Okay. But uh, seriously, like I check out Facebook just to see what he's posted because <laughs> he's <laughs> hilarious. He's so funny. So. <laughs> well, I think everybody listening would love to know where to go to find that humor. No, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> You're not going to rat somebody out? No. I don't really think it's ratting somebody out. But, well, you know. I mean, what if people don't think my funny is funny? Like me? You think I'm funny. Sometimes. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> See, I well, think it's that's not funny. even me. It's this guy. He's hilarious. And I actually read these to you every time I see him. And you you think they're funny. Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes I do. <laughs> All right. So another thing, you know, I just think that at a time like this, like I'm of the mind that um, it's unlikely that tomorrow things are going to be dramatically better than they are today. Right. You know, it's unlikely that four days from now it's going to be that way. Mm -hmm. But we do know that this is just a season. Mm -hmm. We do know that at some point we're going to be past this. We're going to look back on this. And I think that has to do with uh, being mentally kind of prepared, preparing yourself. Like it's, you can prepare yourself without like, over worrying mm-hmm. yourself you can mm-hmm. prepare yourself without being anxious i think and so just understanding that you know prepare for the worst hope for the best um that was that was a quote by the way yeah benjamin disraeli over 105 years 185 years ago wrote that you know prepare for the worst hope for the best who is this said benjamin you know he was a british prime minister really Yeah, but it's what I mean by that is just thinking through worst case scenarios, Mm -hmm. you know, just understand that things can happen. Um, Understand that that's a possibility 
but I think not dwelling on it, having that mental strength to go, oh yeah, okay, you know, this is happening, like it could happen, but like yeah. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna sit and let it poison every moment of every day moving forward. Yeah, I actually liked what the Ula guys said yesterday when we interviewed them about getting up and taking the first five minutes to look at the news and then getting rid of it and then the last five minutes of the day looking at the news again. Like instead of like obsessing about it all day long, just yeah. kind of like be aware, know what's going on, but then let it go, do life, and then check in later. Yeah, it's it's. I think it's akin to um, just kind of over polluting your mind mm -hmm. with that kind of stuff. Like you can yeah. over concentrate on it. Yeah. Like we all know what's happening. Right. So wake up in the morning, see the news, mm -hmm. five minutes. Mm -hmm. What are the headlines? What's going on? Yep. End of the day, maybe see it again. Not yeah. right before bed because yeah. you don't want to dream about this stuff, especially you. Yeah. Like That's you don't want to obsess about this kind of stuff. That's why I don't watch scary movies. Like I don't want that in my head when I'm sleeping. No, nor do I. But mm -mm. so I, I think just having some discipline to mm -hmm. set structure around how much time you can spend looking at the news. I also like what they what they shared about um, only complaining for like five minutes. I know. I thought that was awesome. So these Ula guys we had on yesterday, phenomenal guys. Uh, you can go check them out at ulalife.com. But um, they, they, when they do their tour, like so a tour yeah. throughout the, I mean, this mm -hmm. is like weeks, maybe even months. I'm not sure how long it lasts. But, you know, like they're in a 1970s van driving around everywhere. Mm -hmm. I, I thought, honestly, mm -hmm. I thought they would get that shipped somewhere and then they would fly in. I didn't know they were actually driving it everywhere. <laughs> um. So anyway, they talked about only giving themselves five minutes a tour, five minutes of complaining. You know, I yeah, think we can five all five minutes complain. a day. Yeah. And just no. getting, getting it all out. Their whole tour was like five minutes. They only get five minutes of. of oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's because they don't complain a lot. You know, like what, what you here's my problem with complaining. Mm -hmm. It doesn't do anything. No, it doesn't change anything. Doesn't change anything. Doesn't uplift anybody. Mm -hmm. Doesn't make anything better. No. Doesn't make you feel better. No. It actually is the best way to make other people yeah. feel not good. I'd rather punch things. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take it out on like some kind of <laughs> punching bag. Uh, you're feisty like that. Yeah. I know. But I like, just, that makes you feel good. You know? Hitting things? Yeah. Like, like punching things? Rawr. Yeah. Whoa. More, more than like complaining about it because nobody's going to listen anyways. That's, yeah. You know. Uh, yeah, we've, you and I have never been really big yeah. complainers, but we, you know, like there are people, mm -hmm. I nicknamed them Debbie Downers. Yeah. You know, or yeah. what would be a man name for Debbie Downer? I don't know, but I think we've always. Mark Misery. Mark Misery. <laughs> don't be a Mark Misery. <laughs> don't be a Debbie Downer. Don't be a Mark Misery. <laughs> you know, so, but just the idea that like complaining is not going to help the situation. No, it doesn't help no. anything. You know, there's no positive. Just right. like worrying. Mm -hmm. Worrying doesn't change anything either. Doesn't yeah. change an outcome. It only da damages your body. But here's one of the things that I think that we do very well, because you and I have been through some uh, crap mm -hmm. together in our lives. Mm -hmm. You just take stock of all you've been through already. You know, isn't it sometimes comforting to know yeah. what you've actually survived already in your life? Yeah. Like what you've been through, the harrowing moment, mm -hmm. whether it was financial, whether it was a sickness. I had meningitis yeah. when I was a kid and 
I honestly thought I was going to uh, potentially die. That's like a scary thing. A lot of people have died from that. But, you know, I, I guess the point of it is, is that whether it's a physical challenge, whether it's a financial challenge, whether it's an emotional challenge, like, like if you've lived life for 30, 40, 50 years, like you've made it this far, mm-hmm. you had to have had stuff that you went through and you came out on the other side of it and most likely there was some sort of positive benefit that came from that. So, you know, you just got to take stock of mm-hmm. what you've been through already, what you've survived, what you're capable of, you know, and I'll talk to a little bit a bit more about that in terms of the positive upside of, uh, you know, going through some significant challenges. But does, does that make sense? Yeah, it makes a lot of sense, actually. Well, you know, I guess the point of it is, is that adversity, <sighs> adversity can be a great teacher. Mm-hmm. Like you, you learn stuff. Like you learn about yourself, you know, you gain valuable insights, truly learn from your mistakes so that you have a better chance for success next time. However, you know, you got to go through some self-reflection when you've been through that, when you're in the midst of it. That's why I'm such an advocate right now of journaling through this time, Mm -hmm. you know, writing down what you're feeling, what you're thinking from one day to the next, you know, what you've been through. Like you, you may encounter something 10 years from now. And then look back on this time and go, you know what? We made it through the damn pandemic. We actually said that today as we were out and about for the first time. Went Um, to Costco. We went to Costco. Like, whoa, it's crazy. I mean, we were all masked up and everything. And it was the first time we've actually had to put on masks because we were out in public. It's kind of a hard word to say, huh? No, mask. Masks. Masks. I don't like that word. You don't like iron either. <laughs> I don't like that word either. Anyways, and we looked at each other and we're like, this is going to be funny in 10 years. We're going to look back and be like, remember that time we went to Costco and we had to put on masks and walk around <laughs> shop? I honestly believe that some aspects of this whole situation are going to stick with people. I would yeah. not be surprised if a year or two from now you still end up walking around and seeing Mm -hmm. people with With masks masks on. Well, it's crazy. Like I'm seeing like designer masks and stuff out there now. Like people are getting real fancy with their masks. And I want like a Joker mask. I want like a, I want a mask with a mouth on it so people can see me smiling. Like, I feel like, I feel like, I feel like I'm going to like rob the stores. You, you know, keep, like, you keep worrying that it's like a like that movie. I don't the trust. Purge. I don't trust anyone. Jen, with Jen's, a mask Jen's on. all looking around, going, "Okay, who's who's out to kill me?" Like she she is fearful it's of so true. dying in public places. Like, this is how you rob banks. One random act of violence yeah. from somebody that's yeah. triggered or something. I, I just I, don't know. I just don't want to see people in masks because. It freaks me out because I don't know their intentions. So, like, I, I, maybe we should have like. So, clear. did you have a lot of anxiety going to Costco today? Um, I looked at everyone, especially the guy with the goggles on. Yeah. And the mask, I was like, "What's he, he up to?" He, he was protected. <laughs> he was. He had his eyes protected. He had his mouth protected. I was watching him with my eyes in the front and my eyes in the back. You know, I think it's it's hard not to uh, judge people a yeah. little bit. I'm like, what's that guy hiding? <laughs> Yeah. Is he sick? Is that why he's got all that stuff on? Or is he worried about me? And then people give you funny looks. Like they give you, you know, like God forbid you should sneeze. And It's definitely weird because it's, like I said, it's like the first time you and I have been out. You know, I know a lot of people are out daily, you know, doing, you know, still working and, you know, doing their daily stuff. But you and I, we don't really have a reason to actually go out. So it was definitely eye-opening to see, you know, probably about 70% of people had masks on and... 
was strange. Now, by the way, we understand there's a stay-at-home order mm-hmm. and you're supposed to, like grocery stop, we needed, like we hadn't been to Costco. We're out of everything. Like, like 10 days or something yeah. like that. Um, another thing that you can do is, you know, I think just settle in and make peace with what the situation is. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes we fight it. Sometimes we, you know, it go, kind of goes back to complaining and stuff, but you know, now's not the time to blame others for what's going on, moping around, feeling sorry for yourself. That's not going to do any good. And, no. um, you can actually sabotage your ability to come up with solutions mm-hmm. or advantages or opportunities to grow closer to your family. You know, yes. like if you just sit there and go, oh, I can't believe that this is happening. And, you know, like it's it's going to rob you of some beauty mm-hmm. out of all of this. Yeah, it's definitely not fun. And I can see how people, you know, would have a pity party of one. But um yeah, it's just, it is what it is. Like, it's not changing right now. So it's like, you either got to go with the flow or you're going to sit there and whine by yourself. So I'm choosing just to keep it positive and try to do fun things and, you know, keeping the kids entertained and just going about our days. Well, I think, you know, an example of this is um, we got an offer on mm-hmm. one of our houses. I wrote a letter. As a response, the offer was a lowball offer, mm-hmm. and the couple that had made an offer on the house um, actually talked about the fact that they're worried about what's going on right now. Right. You know, like, is this a precursor to a recession, and we're just, you know, making an offer based on a collective feeling of, you know, uncertainty. Mm-hmm. And so in my letter back, I um, basically acknowledged that, that I think it's an uncertain time, obviously, mm-hmm. you know, but like, you really have one of two choices right now. You can choose to act out of faith right? or you can choose to act out of fear. Now, what's interesting about either faith or fear is that they both require you to believe in something that you can't see or know mm-hmm. right now. Right. For sure. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So breaking it apart a little further. Okay. If you're acting out of fear you're acting out of a position of a negative possible outcome. In other words, I'm more worried about the negative in the future. Right. And as a result, I'm going to make that decision now out of fear. But you don't know. Like, you don't know what's going to happen. No. Like, none of us know, right? So you're going to you're going to believe in the negative if you act out of fear. Yes. If you act instead out of faith, mm-hmm. we don't know that it's not going to be positive. No. We don't know that it's going to be negative. But the point of it is, is that you're choosing... To have an optimistic or faith-filled right. view. I think things are going to get better. I think things are going to be positive. I think there's going to be a lot of growth. Right. I think when our economy gets like full steam, like we're going to, mm-hmm. you're going to see growth like the roaring 20s. I think people are going to, are going to want to show what American pride is. I think they're going to want to move forward. I think there's going to be a lot of industries that are going to just like, just do awesome. Right. But you have that choice. Well, I mean, in going back, like we couldn't have predicted that this would have happened. So we can't predict what's going to happen tomorrow. Yeah. It's kind of like, I don't know what's going to happen in a month. Like something really big and disastrous could happen, but you can't like always think of that. That's more on your your topic of worry. Like you can't do that. You can't live there. Yeah. You know, you, you, you have a choice mm -hmm. and a lot of people think, well, I can't choose what I think about. You actually can. Yeah. You can, you, when you, when you start to feel something, I'm going to worry about this, worry about this. Like you could spend two minutes, you could spend five minutes, you could spend two hours. Mm -hmm. But if you, at some point in that process, stop 
kind of recalibrate and go, okay, this is a choice right now what I'm thinking about. Grab a book. You know, look at a, some yeah. funny meme. You know, go go play a board game with your kids or whatever. Like, just a choice to now mm-hmm. move in a different direction from that. It's kind of like if you're staring at that piece of chocolate cake and you're like, I really shouldn't, but it I kind of want to. It always comes back to food. Well, you. I know. I'm just saying, like, I have a choice. <laughs> like, I can either go there or I can just, you know, talk myself out of it and, you know, talk about other things. Yes. Have blueberries perfect food example thank mm-hmm. you for that mm-hmm. all right another thing that you can do is um you can never ever ever give up yeah like don't be a quitter like what is what is the one like if i'm wearing a hat what is the hat gonna say never give up that's what your hat says right now i know it's like the most often weared hat that I have. Yeah. We have quite it's like a few. this subliminal message mm-hmm. to everybody that comes into contact with me that I'm gonna be a person that believes that you should never, ever give up. Yeah. I just don't think there's any reasons to give up on anything you do, like anything you set out for. Like why quit? Why give up? Like it it's just What's the upside? It's more magical when you like make it through and hit a goal and you yeah. know, get to the other side. Yeah. Like you'll never know what it's like on the other side if you quit or if you give up or what what is it like like i want to know yeah this i think that this taps into people's resourcefulness i mean like how how strong can you become right how resourceful are you mm-hmm. at what point do you fully engage with all of your intention with all your intellect with all of your grace and god-given talent and Mm-hmm. You know, and you figure something out. Yeah. Right? right. I mean, there's there are people that are right now thriving. Mm-hmm. And then there are people that are just surviving. Yeah. You know, and I think a lot of that has to do with with mindset. It totally does. Don't you? Yeah. I well, you know, some would say, OK, well, uh, both my both of my. My friends, husband and wife, they both work for PG&E. It's great for them. They both have jobs right now because mm-hmm. everybody needs power, right? right. It's, not, it's not circumstantial like that. Like we can all find examples of people that are thriving more easily, but there are people that are out of work or that have had their hours cut that are facing financial, that are still thriving right now mm-hmm. because they're choosing to look at the upside. They're choosing to look at how much time now they have with the kids. They're choosing to look at the opportunity to actually, you know, take stock of where they are right now yeah. in life. Yeah. What's important to them? What do they value? Right? Yeah. I just, I, it really does have to uh, go with your mindset because in 2009, when you and I lost everything, you know, like, I don't remember us being like sad or depressed or, you know, like, woe is me, poor us kind of thing. I honestly like, I think my first thing was like, I don't care. We can live in a cardboard box and I'm good. Like as long as we have each other and we have our kids, like this could be fun. You know, so I just, I just think that it's just, it has to do with mindset. I, I think it does. And, and you're right. Like, so my, my, feelings at that time mm-hmm. you know because i'm the male i'm right. the, i'm the i was the breadwinner like i i made the money and you know ever since you were pregnant with our oldest colby like you hadn't had do like, you know how hard it is to keep four kids alive it's really hard yeah well congratulations you've done a good job <laughs> that's right I'm, in saying what i was saying i was not trying to minimize you i know and your role i know you don't do that 
Yeah. So I guess my point was I felt a lot of pressure, Mm -hmm. but when everything was said and done, I mean, like when we literally lost everything, Mm -hmm. lost our house, lost everything. I mean, like we had like a couple hundred bucks in the bank, right? That was freeing. Yeah. There was, there was a, there was a moment in time where I thought, well, the good news is can't get worse. Yeah. What was our favorite phrase? They can't eat us. They can't eat us. Like you can take it all, but you can't eat us. So I really think like, you know, in times like this, like there's always a positive side if you look for it. There really is. Well, yeah, I agree, you know, but like it it was. I can't think of one thing imaginable that you can't find something positive out of it. Well, that's because you're a positive person. Well, I think everyone has it in them. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I think that's easy to say, but I think if right now I've got a loved one right now that's in a hospital, I can't see him because they're mm-hmm. suffering from pneumonia and they could die because of COVID, you know, I'm going to have a hard time finding the positive of that. I, we have a child who is still working full time that we have not seen, just one, and I can find the positive in that. I understand. He's working. Yeah. He's healthy. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I get your point. Yeah. You know, I, I understand what you're saying, but... uh you know, I do think that if you get in a situation where you are at the brink mm-hmm. of losing everything financially. Yeah. Okay. Um, I will just say from one person to another, that is a pretty incredible place to be. I wish I had journaled more. I wish I could look back on that mm-hmm. right now and find, you know, some of the, because what ended up happening for us is that like, we, we surrendered to the situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we surrendered to our circumstance. I certainly surrendered to God at that time. Uh, I was a time when I was drinking a lot. I haven't drank since. Mm-hmm. Okay. But our life from that point forward was transformed. Yeah. Like it literally brought us closer together, mm-hmm. brought us um, closer to God. I started going to church a lot more. Next thing you know, business started to change. And next thing you know, I had a radio show. And like everything mm-hmm. that that we benefited from for the 10 years past that came out of that season. Right. It did. And so I think that that's, uh, that's, that's a positive. Mm-hmm. That's the upside. Which brings me to, you know, like if you have lost everything, what are the, what are the um, positives of yeah. that? You know, what, what, what do you learn from that number one you learn resilience of course you know mm-hmm. you, you learn perseverance like if you've been through a life-changing circumstance like that and you've come out on the other side okay you learn that what doesn't kill you makes you stronger you mm-hmm. learn that you're a stronger individual than you were before it right you know you set an example for your kids Like right now, this is not going to be the last time that I think the world is worried or encounters a pandemic, right? Right. Totally not. So when will the next time come? I don't know, but I know I have an opportunity right now in the midst of this one to be an example to my kids, Mm -hmm. to be an example to our boys as to what you believe in, how you conduct yourself, what kind of attitude you have, what you do in the midst of it, you know, creating this podcast right in the midst of the pandemic. Why? Well, to help others. But as a byproduct of that, we end up helping ourselves. You know (laughs) what I mean? But like our kids are seeing that. Right. They, They are. You know, for the people that are listening right now, you have an opportunity to 
show your children how you weather storms. Right. You have an opportunity to show your children how to help others in times of need. Mm -hmm. You have an opportunity to be an example to your community or your church by way of what you do, what you say, how you conduct yourself. And so I think that there's a huge opportunity for us to um, benefit others, especially our children in this time. Mm -hmm. Of course. I really do. I think I think we all can use this information wisely. You're you say this a lot. Here's another thing I learned. <laughs> okay, you say well that isn't fair. Like you yeah. you're of the mind that everything should be fair. I'm totally black and white. Everything should be fair. We should all be equal. <laughs> everything should be just the same for everyone. Everything that the world is not. I know. Yeah, right. I know. I don't understand that. Well, I, I guess, I think for me, the sooner I came to terms with the fact that life isn't fair. That's what you always tell me. You know, it's not fair. It, it's not. It, it has never meant to be fair right. to some degree. You know, why Why is it that some people are born with perfectly healthy children, mm-hmm. other people are not? Mm-hmm. Why is it some people have abundant intellect, other people do not? Why right. is it that some people are born in the United States and some people are born in, you know, a village in Africa? Like, it's just, it's never been fair. But as soon as you come to terms with that, I think it then points to more resilience mm-hmm. on your side. Like, you you can connect more with your faith, and I think you can connect more with your own ability to rise up out of the situation. I heard somebody say that complaining is like trying to get out of a hole by using a shovel instead of a ladder. <laughs> That's actually funny. You know, like if, you, if you're going to complain... Uh, 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 if you're hearing a train coming through, it's just because we There's have a train, train coming through. <laughs> but, um, Come you know. on, ride the train. Ride it. Choo-choo. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I think we're funny. <laughs> Maybe nobody else does. I don't know. That's okay. Yeah. That's all that matters, right? right? Uh, Gotta laugh at yourself. But you like that? You know, complaining is like trying to get out of a hole using a shovel instead of a ladder. I really do like that. I think once you've been through the fire and come out the other side, the positive is that you don't complain as much. Yeah. You just, you just make stuff happen. When you've been through it, like we have, it's like looking at it now, like, yeah, it sucks. It's not ideal. It's not what we signed up for. It's not what we asked for, but been gone through it before. Yes. It's easier to deal with it now. And I think that's a, that's a huge upside. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, uh, one last thing I want to talk about is, is, you know, you develop more courage. You know, and courage is really understanding that the only thing that you control in life at all is really how you respond mm-hmm. to situations. That's really the only thing that you can control, okay, yeah. is really how you respond. It's not what happens to you, but it's how you choose to frame what's happening to you. Is it going to be a positive? Is it going to be a negative? Am I going to come and deal with it out of fear or am I going to deal with it out of faith? Mm -hmm. Am I going to complain or am I going to just do something about it? Zip my lip and marshal forward and do something about it. It's back to those choices again. Choices. You choose. We all have the choice to choose what we think, what we believe, how we react. And so, yes, it is always about choices. And I think the one thing that um, I will say, having survived some adversity ourselves, you know, in the past is that really the greater the uh, discomfort, the greater your opportunity to grow, you know. And I used to say it differently. I used to say that the valley prophesied the mountain. 
the deeper the valley, obviously the deeper, steeper, taller the mountain is, you mm-hmm. know? And so like, I think that there's going to be an opportunity for some people um, to really learn what they're made of mm-hmm. through this to come out on the other side to realize what they're capable of and how is that going to impact their life for the next 10 years, the next 20 years moving forward from that. I think that's one of the biggest reasons that we had success in financial services. It was going through what we did, that resilience, coming through it on the other side and then, and then coming into our own. You just felt like there wasn't anything that you couldn't tackle. Yeah. Yeah, that's so true. You know, like if you survive a life-threatening experience, uh-huh. like all of a sudden, like don't you feel like you're you're undefeatable? Yeah, like you're you're like like if you get struck by lightning, kind of thing. Yeah, and you survive. Yes, you're like, whoa. What What am I going to be afraid of now? I wonder if you get bionic powers if you're struck by lightning. Yeah, I don't think it works like that. Well, I think it does. <laughs> <laughs> I'm choosing to think that. So a whole bunch of electricity going through your body all of a sudden gives you robotic powers. Yeah. Okay. It could happen. Yeah. I, okay. <laughs> One of the many reasons why I love you. <laughs> the way you think. Anything is possible. Yeah. So, um, you know, we just, we want to be a light to encourage you. Mm-hmm. We wanted to talk about the fact that, you know, yeah, there is adversity going on right now. Yeah. We're all in the midst of it. These we are, have uncertainty. Yeah. These are hard times for everyone out there. I mean, I don't think anyone's saying, yeah, life is great. Life is easy. We look at me. Nobody is feeling that. Uh, bankruptcy attorney. <laughs> no, they still have a private personal life and bills. This is true. So, yeah, the point being that um, it is a challenging time, but um, you can choose how you respond, you can choose faith Mm -hmm. over fear. Mm -hmm. And um, even if things get worse financially, Mm -hmm. emotionally, you know, like even if things get worse, there is a bright light. There is. Better days are coming. This is just a season. Take heart in the fact that this is just a season. Yeah. It's not going to go on forever. We can endure a lot of stuff in short periods of time. Right. I right. Go, I go back to uh, be grateful and have faith. And maybe you need to write a list of all the reasons that you are grateful, all the good stuff that's going on in your life, all the happy things. Focus on that because I know they're there. You know they're there. Yeah, we've got this other thing going on, but focus on the happy stuff in your life, what you're grateful for. Couldn't agree anymore. And on that note, we are done with this particular podcast. We'll be back here. Number 11. Number one, one back here. Same time, same place tomorrow to do more. I've got a couple of good interviews coming up. So I'm excited about that. Yeah. Peace. Bye.